Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic, binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, Monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And monthly co-host Kat Baldwin, author of The Forgiveness Workshop. And if you are interested in becoming a contributor to the show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Kimberly Meredith. And she is here to talk about her book, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, Discovering the Soul's Path to Healing. Thank you for coming on today, Meredith. Thank you. Kimberly, Kimberly, sorry. Got a little dyslexic there for a second. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So, um, I was looking at this. The first thing that popped into my head is, it's a pretty big question, actually. Um, what dimension are we actually in? Is it the third or fourth dimension? How do we get to the fifth dimension on a personal and global level? Well, we're in the third dimension right now. Um, we've been in there for quite a while. Um, we're still kind of stuck there right now because we're in fear, greed. Um, The climate is in a huge crisis right now um, because of the greed. And as we can see, we're in a horrible pandemic still because of that. Um, I started channeling this book about four years ago after my near-death experience. Um, That's how I'm a channel. I'm a trans channeler. And um, I guess the, um, the question is that will all of us as a collective move out of the 3D? I don't think so. I think people are depopulating right now. A lot of people are moving in to a fifth dimensional consciousness, which is where we are forced to move into right now. I think many people want to move into it, um, which is... Um, has to happen so we can survive the next 10 years or we'll all depopulate. Wow. And the fifth dimension is um, where the miracles are, where our world can survive. So I get into that deeply in the book. And um, that's how I survived my near-death experience. And that's the work I do is in the fifth dimension and beyond. There's many dimensions, but the fifth dimension is where we want to get into first. So we can have full-blown awakening. The ascension um, is already taking place, but um, you can learn how to get into it. And that's a deep conversation. And I talk about that deeply in the book. There's many exercises and meditations, but there's... Um, you know, a practice to it. It's not just like doing meditation and prayer, but it's also food. It's a way of living. Um, And it's really deeply understanding that you have to raise your whole lifestyle. Hmm. So two questions come to mind. Um, One thing you talked about, the depopulation, that sounds kind of concerning to me, you know. Um, And the other thing is, why aren't we going to the fourth dimension first? Or is it when we cross over the fourth dimension to the fifth dimension, is that where this depopulation happens? No, right now we're seeing the depopulation right now in the 3D world um, with all the suffering and people dying and the war going on and people are not willing to raise their consciousness. And the fourth dimension is the bridge over to the fifth dimension. Um, hmm. so when I talk about depopulation it's people that are not willing to raise their consciousness right now so so these are the people that will perish during a pandemic and through war 
it's from the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, we all have to take responsibility for our consciousness. So it's just basically, yeah, it's understanding that right now it's not really, it's our own free will. That's all. So how did your near death experience give, make you into a channel for this information? I think we all have the information. I think it's all here for us since we came into the world. I think we all have special gifts. I think everybody here comes in for a purpose. Um, I think that, you know, I was born with gifts as a baby. I was born with blinking eyes as early as six months old. My eyes were blinking. And um, I had seen paranormal uh you know, visions when I was, you know, as young as two, um, I brought back dead animals. I blew in their mouths and brought them back. I always had unusual abilities. I wasn't just like a normal kid. And I was always abused as a, you know, for doing that. Like I was slapped and my mom would say, don't do that. And I pushed away my gifts as really young, as early as seven. And as an adult, I always felt like um, something was beyond, you know, and I just didn't ever feel like myself. I always felt like something was missing out of my life. And I always, my jobs were always blue collar. I always worked in hospitals as a nurse assistant. I always wanted to work on the roughest floors. Uh, You know, someone would say, oh, you want to work on you know, a rehab floor, or do you want to work on the cancer floor? I'd say, I want to work on the cancer floor. (laughs) So I always had this thing about, you know, work helping people that were dying or, you know, like that was just something about me. And, um, I never was afraid to work with AIDS patients or, you know, it was just like something I wanted to do. And I always said the Hail Marys. I always was really into God, Holy spirit. And so, for this happening to me right now, it kind of makes sense in a way. But this deeply is really something beyond that I thought would ever happen <laughs> in my life. So what happened is that um, I forced these paranormal things away as a young kid and then forgot about it, but went on with my life doing service work my whole life. And then in 2013, I had two serious accidents that I did not even know what a near-death experience was, but I left my body completely as I um, coded at Cedar sinai And um, after that, I had full-blown awakening mm. to who I really am now, which is a full-blown trans channeler. So what was that like, though? Like, 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 when you have this awakening, I've had my own near-death experience, but I don't know, I don't believe I had any type of awakening. Can can you describe that to me? Yeah. A lot of near-NDEs, near-death experiencers, don't always have gifts appear. Like Anita Morishani, who wrote Dying to Be Me, Daniel Brinkley, who's a good friend of mine, he's died like 16 times, um, don't always have something kind of like what I'm doing happen, but they are a service. They're out there writing books. They're doing things like you're having a beautiful show. Um, I think because I already had these gifts happen when I was little, I feel like that's just the calling wanted to come back again. So after the NDEs, my eyes started blinking and then I was just like, whoa. And my fiance was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, and they started blinking. And I remembered when I was little, they blinked. And then my, my speech changed and lots of things started happening where I was sign languaging. And then I started becoming a medical medium. Wow. That's amazing. Um, as a medical medium, like, like how does that work? Like, do you, are you able to diagnose people um, that may not be diagnosable through traditional means? 
Yeah. You know, I don't say that I diagnose people because none of it is me. I'm like an Esther Hicks or an Edgar Casey, mm-hmm. where I'm always under the trance, you know. And so people that come to me through Skype or to the office, they don't tell me anything. And they, you know, I just go straight in. And so what's special about what I do, and I feel like that's why God didn't take my life, because mind you, I lived in a wheelchair for two and a half years and a collar, and I couldn't hold my neck up. That's how severely injured I am, or was. And, you know, near-death experienced people, they don't always live very long. And it's just been since 2015 since I recovered. So it's not very long. And so what is good about why I'm here still is because when people meet me, I may have these different code links. And so you may already know what you have, and that's cool. But why I feel I'm good for people is that you may not know what you have. And so maybe what happens is I'll get a hot flash or I'll get a signal So maybe I'll go over your body and I'll say, oh, I'm getting that there's a lump in your breast. And they'll say, I don't know that. And I'll say, and I'm getting a hot flash about it. And they'll say, really? And then I'll say, it's over to the left side under your arm. And they'll say, oh, so I'm not the only one that does this. A lot of mediums out there that do this type of stuff. But I go a little bit further and I'll say, oh, they're telling me this is going on because something in your house has this. And it came in about that many years. And then I'll say, oh, and also I hear you're drinking the wrong kind of water. So I keep getting messages that go on, on and on and on. I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like your annoying aunt. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, and then they're telling me they don't like your toothpaste. (laughs) And then they don't like, you know, and then they want you to change this and this and this and this and that. And then the, 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 the person's like, you know, you're right. I, I do, I do use fluoride toothpaste and they're like, the guys don't like fluoride in my book. I talk about, uh, water can save your life and the fluoride and all that stuff. And then later the client will come back to go, you know, I had a mammogram. I do have a lump. The doctor said I need a little biopsy on it. You know, I pray that it's not that, but if it is and they can take it out quickly, then, Hey, we saved a life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Praise so, God. So how, when, when you had the near-death experience, how did that make you aware of all these other abilities? Like, what did you experience? Did you encounter family members? Did you encounter God? Or were you just in that black void of bliss or the light? What was it? angels and yeah i all of that you know all of that was going on um i experienced the visions of jesus christ to face if that's what jesus looks like it, you know often i have to say um some people will ask me you know what does jesus look like you know everybody has a different vision of what jesus would look like and all I can say, it was like a vision of a man, like coming into my face and like these beautiful eyes. And then, but I saw my, I never knew about my shaman grandmother that had healing abilities because she was kept kind of a secret. And because she was raised and born in Italy and they moved her out because of her abilities. And then she wanted all of my, uh, um, my, um, her, her uh, children to have the abilities, but none of them got them. And then I ended up getting them. And so she died way before I was born. Her face came at me when I was on the other side. And then lots of, when you talk about angels, I saw them in like orbs Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then it's just so beautiful and lovely. It's like, you don't want to come back. (laughs) I know that feeling. Yeah. It was just, and so often, and, and when I was little, I had a very interesting relationship with my grandma and my stepmother, who was from Guadalajara. And when I was really young, I would always talk about angels. And I always would see those orbs when I was little. And my stepmother would always say, dream of the angels. And I 
now see them all the time because I'm a medium and I speak to the dead and they are here for us. They love us and our, our guides love us. And I always say to my clients that recently, you know, because of the pandemic, we've lost so many people and so many people have crossed over and so many people, we don't die because we transcend. And now that because I'm an end year and I've gone to the other side and come back, I see more of them and I communicate so much. They are here so much for us to help us right now. Mm -hmm. Super cool. I do believe that. I do believe that they are here with us, trying to assist us. And I also think that sometimes, um, I don't know, for me, I think sometimes it just manifests as um, like super strong intuition. You know, it's just like, like, so kind of like, whoa, where did that voice come from? But I better act on, on this voice because it's, it's there and I can't deny it. Even though like, I know like no one else can hear it, but it's like real loud in my head. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the, that's what I was trying to say. Like the third dimension blocks it, but, but there's so many people ready to hear it. And that's the bridge, the fourth dimension. It's the spirituality dimension. And the fifth dimension is that awakening. That's that magical awakening dimension where people are going into. And that's the magical dimension that I live in where when there's like a tumor or a lump or the awakening happens, you could just put your hand on it and it just like wipes off you. And we don't need to do all these other things like surgeries and things. And those that dimension has been here way before Kimberly Meredith was around. I mean, that's a dimension that we've all had access to from the beginning of time. But when we started to get into the ego, we fell down into the third dimension. And we're going back into the fifth dimension because soon we won't have plastic. Soon we won't have all these, you know, pesticides anymore. We're going to go. When we start moving more into that fifth dimensional energy, you'll start seeing rapidly in the next 10 years, more organic food, less fossil fuel. That's what I talk about in the book. Wow, that's beautiful. So exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. And more connection to the angels, more connection to our spirit guides and more connection to our organic life that we're going to have stores will look different i mean this is the fifth dimensional world that they want us to have how's this going to happen like how are we going to get past <laughs> we have to make it happen i, I, I mean there, there's so much greed so much control so many people just trying to hang on to their power by spreading incredible yes. ridiculous amounts of fear yes how do we get past that? I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I think like our biggest obstacle is is, is the fear mongering that's going on. It, it'll. You're right. What's going to happen is more and more light workers, more and more star seeds and crystals. I'm a star seed. More of us will come. More of the disclosures happening. Um, I'm supposed to go maybe possibly to the disclosure fest in June. And I go to the, a lot of the expos. I have an expo I'm going to be at May 6th, it's new, uh, new Living Expo up in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Just as getting more and more of like this book out, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, and people learning to move into that dimension. Um, <laughs> I, I know that you're also involved with the Edgar Mitchell Foundation. Um, how does the Edgar Mitchell Foundation and your work connect? Well, I think wherever I go and speak or show the work, I think when people see things, they believe it more. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Of course it does. So I think you have to see, see it mm -hmm. often to believe it. Hmm. Um, I have an experience. So how does extraterrestrials fall into this? Or do they? They I mean, do. They do. I mean, I talk about it even in the book that I connect to the higher civilizations. And in fact, one of my dear friends is George Norrie. And I've been on Coast to Coast quite a few times. And also, I have a lot of, connect a lot of connections with... Um, the hybrids, and I feel that um, to ignore that they don't exist is really um, ignorant 
because they do exist and they are here. I agree. I do. Yeah. And they are um, amazing. I mean, and some, and some of them are really here to help us move humanity forward. And I even have in my book, I have affirmations about awakening with the star seeds, the 1111 trigger um, numbers that show up for us that activate our consciousness through the higher civilizations. Um, and even in understanding that, not to be afraid of it, to embrace it so we can help help ourselves understand that having these extra information, you know, some people say, well, Kimberly, some of them are dark. Some of them are going to hurt us. The guys are telling me that there's more humans here that are going to harm us than the extraterrestrials. Yeah. yeah I'm, I have no concern about extraterrestrials harming us. <laughs> Yes, we need to be nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the extraterrestrials, um, when we talk about extraterrestrials, are we talking about beings from other planets that are physically traveling here? Are we talking about beings from other dimensions that are just at a different frequency popping in and out? Or are we talking about beings from other galaxies, other universes that are able to travel here through the use of consciousness or all of the above. All of them. Hmm. Can, can you describe each one a little bit? Um, I think you'd have to ask me a more specific question. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, first of all, a extraterrestrial that's living in another universe or another galaxy who's traveling here through the use of consciousness, how would we interact with that particular version of an extraterrestrial? They live more in a fifth dimensional state of higher vibration. They don't, they're not communicating in a lower frequency. Mm -hmm. So they live in the highest consciousness. They're in, a, they do things like I do. They know how to do telepathy. They know how to do things like I do. They can move doors. They can dissolve things like I do. So they, they can do all those things. And they don't have time for things that humans do, like gossip, like petty things that humans do. They don't have interest for that. So when humans are thinking that extraterrestrials are planning things or coming up with these types of interest. That's not true. So when humans go to the fifth dimension or ascend, we'll be able to do those things also. We'll be able to interact with these other civilizations that are beyond our galaxy. Absolutely. When you're getting into the higher dimensional frequencies then you'll also be able to do things like that yes will that require some type of technology or are we going to be able to simply do this through telepathy and astral travel and what are some of the techniques that we would be using to do that um like some of the techniques that i'm teaching mm -hmm. a lot in the book yeah hmm. like so psych psychic surgeries and the, the, uh, like the astral travels and all those types of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During like astral travel, like I've, I've covered this a lot, astral travel, lucid dreaming, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I know there's like a lot of different techniques. I think sometimes like people have to try different techniques to find out which one works best for them. Do you offer people a choice of techniques in your book? I do, and I teach I teach classes on some of it um, and remote viewing. I've done that. Too. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I love remote viewing. Um, yeah, I think that anybody can learn how to do some of these things. You don't have to have a near death experience or be born with it. My dad 
used to do these things with me when I was a kid because I had these abilities when I was little, but my father also was telepathic. So he would do um, some of these things with me when I was young. So um, I feel I have not ever met anybody that was telepathic like my dad so far. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, Casey was. Yeah. And I have met some trans channel. I have met, I haven't met a transer like me, but I have met um, a, a few psychics that were very, very, very good. But I haven't met a transer yet. Hmm. What is it like for you when you go into a trance? <laughs> well, I'm always trancing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always, tra- I'm pretty much always trancing. Uh-huh. I don't turn. I don't turn it off. <laughs> I know Edgar Casey would put himself to sleep, you mm-hmm. know, into it. But I'm sort of like the people call me the walking trancer, like I'm a walking around trancing. <laughs> so, so I could ask you a, a, a question, and you can trance the answer for me. Yeah, pretty much. What's the meaning of life? Pretty much, I would say the meaning of life is to serve and help people. And, um, you know, we're here to really basically help everybody, help serve our brothers and sisters and do it without wanting anything in return to raise the consciousness of our, our humanity and to give, um, you know, and that's really hard for people because most people have an agenda And to really want to give without wanting anything back is really interesting if you think about it. Like, how many people do you know that do that? Well, I mean, because of what I do, I probably know quite a few. But I would say the ordinary person, not many. (laughs) And And, like, also, to really, to, to really raise our consciousness on the planet would be, I do know, I do know people like, but like, I know volunteers out there at hospitals, they, they volunteer until they're like almost a hundred years old. And those people are so cool, but really to keep it circling and going and going and going without wanting any money, just giving and giving and giving and helping our brothers and sisters every day going out there is really a way of life. You know, it's really just, that's really the most important thing I would say for all of us to do. Um, so will everybody reach a state of unconditional love and caring and wanting to change? I feel like, um, you know, it's, When you say that, the guides blink, God, 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 and, you know, source, the energy of the Holy Spirit is so miraculous. I feel like everything right now is saying, everyone, listen, I'm up there. Hey, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Hey. And even the extraterrestrials, they want to feel that love. They want to feel the heart. They want to get connected to it also. So everybody needs love. All we need is love. Even, you know, we get back to the Beatles and even the fifth dimension. I mean, that song, they knew back then, that musical group, the fifth dimension, you know, it's so important. I mean, love is the answer. I couldn't agree more with that. So love, 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 you know, so when it comes down to helping others, serving and love, love is the answer. And I always say ego or I go. So leaving 3D and going into love and, and tapping into those miracles and opening your third eye is so important. You know, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes there is like this third eye it just opens and closes and it's so cool. And when you have that connection to source and your third eye, that's it. And when that awakens, 
all is possible. And that's what's happening. People are having these huge awakenings and money doesn't matter. And money is abundantly coming to you. And, and it doesn't even need to, it's like, it's, it's, you're taken care of, you're safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that does seem to happen. Sometimes it seems like the less I try, the better things work out. Yeah, it's just you're just taken care of and you're safe. Yeah. Um, if we were access, I, I, you know, you mentioned earlier, like you know, it seems like our ancestors had much better access to this fifth dimension than we currently do. People like the shamans and the all, all, all the spiritual masters and healers that that existed in our more ancient past. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I, like, how did we lose that? Like, what did we do something wrong? Did we make a wrong turn somewhere, or was the descent part of our evolution for a purpose so we could rise as stronger beings? I feel that, and I probably shouldn't say this, <laughs> I feel that, <laughs> I feel that it was when Jesus <laughs> was forced, um, I feel that the fifth dimension was really, really strong back when Jesus was doing his healings and I could, you know, I could cry because I feel that Jesus was really forced into a box and he was really enjoying his life doing what he loved to do. And I'm really connected to the Virgin Mary. And when people read my book, they'll feel it because a lot of people say that they feel the Virgin Mary with me. And that has been with me since I was a kid also. And when I go out and do my events, I don't know if you've read about me, but I'm kind of a radical healer. I get on top of people mm -hmm. <laughs> and I lay hands on them and I call in Kuan Yin. I call in Mary's energy. And um, some psychics have said that I was at the feet of Jesus when he died. And I was praying for him. And I feel that um, it's a very strong biblical situation with our 3D world and the fifth dimension with Jesus Christ. And I feel like we fell to the 3D world when we were forced into a religious world. That makes a lot of sense. And he didn't really want that. He didn't want, um, and I love, I have to say, I do love going into churches. Mm -hmm. I like the mission. I like temples. And I don't want people to get upset with me because they're going to be like, Kimberly, how dare you? Because I love everyone's, I love everyone's religion. I don't turn anybody away. I was raised half Jewish and half Catholic, <laughs> but in my heart of hearts and I could cry, I don't feel he wanted religion. I don't feel he wanted to separate everybody. He liked preaching on the rock. He liked preaching in the, in the mud. He liked preaching for everybody. He liked healing everybody. And I felt he was really torn inside when it was all divided. Do you think he blames Paul for that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do feel that. Yeah, I think so too. I think Paul really <laughs> took and a I selfish that, path. That was again sort of a greed thing. But I do feel very good about the future because I feel we're turning more into a spiritual world. And I feel everybody's starting to love everybody. Because even when I go out to the expos, people come up and go, will you pray for me? I am Mormon. Will you pray for me? I am a Jew. Will you pray for me? I'm like, of course, we're all one together. Yeah, we, when we are. We, we absolutely are. And, yeah. and then things just sort of got divided. And um, 
it makes a lot of sense. Um, what do you think about ancient civilizations such as Atlantis and Lumeria? Did they exist here on Earth? Where does, was there a, a higher civilization that influenced cultures like Egypt? I do feel yes, and it's still existing. Um, they're telling me it's it's a number eight. They're going eight, 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 which is the infinity sign. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure it's still not ex ex existing. Um, they're telling me it's a number eight. Does that make sense to you? No, that's something I'm going to have to think about for a couple of years. <laughs> they're giving you the number eight on that, which means infinity. So I don't really know what that means. I'm just giving you the answer from the guides. Wow. I wonder what that means. They're saying eight, which means it's never, it's, it's forever. It's forever. Well, one of my theories about this is um, that the extended and they no longer exist in physical form. Yes, but it's still existing. But it still exists, yeah. Yes, it's still existing in energy form, Christ consciousness. So it's still here. Will humans ever colonize off of this planet, do you think? They're not answering. They're saying that's God's decision. So if that is God's decision, then that means like what you are saying is that we are at some critical point where we have to choose one way or the other. And probably God will decide on which way we choose. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, they're not answering. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> is planet Earth or Gaia a living entity unto itself? And are we a part of it? Yes. Absolutely. So as we ascend, is Gaia ascending along with us? Or is Gaia ascending and we are ascending along with Gaia? I'm, I'm just, they're just blinking God, 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 because we're all a part of the universal consciousness together. So we're all a part of it in a conscious energy. So that's why it's important we choose our, raise our vibration and raise, we're responsible for our own consciousness. So as a collective doing our, um, it's important that we raise our consciousness every day. So we do, when we cross over, we are, our energy is not stuck on in this level of consciousness that we raise our consciousness. When we raise our consciousness, I, I know for me, like when I meditate or do, you know, whatever practice I'm doing, you know, um, the one thing that really changes is I get a larger view of what is happening rather than the smaller view of what is happening. Is that what raising consciousness is? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I think by raising your your consciousness, you understand more at different levels. I mean, I feel when you know, I, I think when you're around somebody that is in a higher consciousness and you're in a lower consciousness, you really see a difference because it's not that you're judging them, but you feel you're more at peace. You're more grounded. You feel at ease. Um, you handle situations differently. Um, I think your life has just a different vibration. I know from me now to what I was before, I'm a totally different person. 
Um, I see clients all day long. I see from when they were when I first met them to now. And there are different levels of consciousness. Some people that have souls attached to them up to 17, when they get them released out of their body, they are at a different consciousness level. Because if they have souls attached to them, their souls have consciousness. So if you raise your consciousness, you're more likely to transcend to the other side. If you don't, you're stuck here when you die. You don't want that to happen. You want to raise your consciousness and have souls out of your body. So then you can go and transcend. So I want to ask you a, a question, a personal question about myself, um, about this particular topic. I have felt myself kind of, you know, like I was like, for, like at a slow pace, I've been, you know, trying to raise my consciousness, you know, but I want to say like, like recently, just, I would say in the last, I don't know, year, I find my consciousness almost going through a manic state where it's just jumping up and it's sinking really low, jumping back up, sinking really low. And it's almost like a type of madness. Is that normal? Like, what is that? And do other people go through it? Am I the only person that experiences this? I don't know. I mean, everybody has different experiences. You could be experiencing anxiety. Um, you could have a soul attached to you. Yeah, I mean, everybody's different. Yeah. <laughs> Would a person who is vibrating at a higher consciousness even experience anxiety? Absolutely. Why? Why would you feel fear about your physical form when you know that your physical form is not real? You could still have anxiety. You're human. Hmm. Yeah. Will, will I still be human when, if we extend? to the fifth dimension, or do I lose that? Or I no longer have to deal with anxiety? Of course you'd be human still if you're in the fifth dimension. So there'll still if be anxiety? Living, if you're living on this planet, you're human. I'm human, mm -hmm. and I'm in the fifth dimension. You still feel anxiety? Sometimes, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, all, I'm human. I will have anxiety sometimes, yes. Do you get frustrated with that? Do you find it frustrating? Like, like, you know, here I am. I've had this near-death experience. I know that this fifth dimension exists. I know that I don't have to worry about money. I know that I don't have to worry about health. I know that I can heal other people. I know I can heal myself. Why am I still feeling this way? No, because I feel that I can, I, anybody can bounce back and forward. You can go to 3D to 5D. Right now, you know, we bounce, you know, you have days when you go to three to five. Um, I'm not hard on myself. I know that this is a journey. We're all on this journey together. And even though that I have a practice, a daily practice that I work at, I pray eight hours a day. I work with people. I help them. I'm a mentor. Um, but you know, it's not that I don't have money issues or any issues like anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, we all have things that we have to work on. Um, but I feel that doing meditation five minutes a day, eating right, drinking right, good water, exercising, journaling, and all the things I talk about in my book are really good practices to stay in the fifth dimension and work in that fifth dimensional energies. And in my book, in the appendices, we talk about all these beautiful miracle healings. I feel that being hard on yourself right now, I don't think it's good for anybody. I think that causes more stress. I think it causes your cortisol to raise even more. I think as we approach the fifth dimension in the next five to 10 years, or now even, I think learning how to de-stress is really important. Hmm. Um, so it sounds like maybe you have a similar situation as I have. 
the bouncing back and forth. Absolutely. So it is normal. I'm not in some state of madness. Um, if you, I don't know. Have you gone to the fifth dimension before? I don't. I don't know where I've been. I mean, the places that I have been through my near-death experiences indescribable. Oh, and like I've done things like remote viewing, I read tarot cards, I, I meditate. Oh, so, so, you know, I mean, the only, oh, I'll say the biggest thing I do wrong is I don't eat right because I don't cook. I hate cooking. So I'd much rather uh -huh. just eat pierogies and stuff. Uh, you know. So you're saying if you go to the fifth dimension, you have a bad day or some anxiety, then you may slip back to 3D. Right. So what do you do for that? Do you do like a prayer or a meditation? Uh, I sleep. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. I'll just go to sleep. Want to hear one of my meditations from the book? I would love to hear one of your meditations. Okay. So I have one I can read um, for everybody, for you. Um, so here's one from the book I channeled that sometimes people like. Um, this one is, I will read, I have so many. One's called, We Are the Multidimensional Beings, and this one is called, I don't want to read that one. I'll read the one. Um... I'll read, sorry, I'll read the one. This is called A Prayer for Our um, Acknowledging the Divine. So if you have God and you believe in divine creator, all the world will help you and believe in you and come to your side. This is a heartfelt prayer. Dear Holy One, we honor our loving presence in your life. We thank you so much for everything in our lives and all that you provide for me and our friends and our family. Despite the burdens that lie on our shoulders in this third dimensional world, such as financial hardship, sickness, overshadowing depression, we are turning it all over to you. Fully saying, we are love, we are light, we believe in miracles. We believe in the fifth dimension. We believe that we're turning over all depression in our mind, in our body, in our conscious spirit. We believe we are healed. We believe, we believe by lifting the love and by true abundance, we can be healed and happiness and fully connected and aided in needs. Our needs can be healed by others by fully asking with an open heart to be assisted and loved. We know by the angels and also by you healing us and guiding us. Dear Holy Spirit, I am humbled. We are humbled, your humble servant. I am your child. I believe in Christ. I am so thankful you love me so faithfully. Keep me safe in the highest dimension of pure grace. I am healed. I am yours. I am light. Namaste. Can I ask you, why does God care? Like, why would he care about us? And if we pray, why would he answer? Well, we'll, we'll, if, if, will God favor me more if I pray to him? Versus if I do not, or versus whether I believe in God versus not believing. God is not a human. <laughs> God is not a human being. God is an energy. Mm -hmm. God is source. God is an energy. God is an omnipresent. Do you want me to do one more or are we ready to end the session? Oh, no, I'm not ready to end this yet. Not even close. So okay, go ahead. A few more minutes left. 
Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Ready for, do you want to do one more? Or do you, what do you want to talk about? Do one more. Do, an, do another one. Oh, okay. I didn't know you wanted me to do one more of these or not. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Another prayer or not. Sure. Oh, okay. Thanks, honey. All right, I'll do one more. I was just looking for another one. Do you want me to do... Do you want to keep talking about God? Uh, I want to hear your prayer, then we'll talk more about God. Okay. I love to talk about God. Awesome. Okay, here's one. I live in a multidimensional world with many multidimensional beings. Love is multidimensional. I view love from every angle. I choose to have the highest God awareness. I don't suffer. I am healed. I am a beautiful multidimensional being. My soul loves living in a multidimensional world. I am immortal infinite and divine. I don't suffer. I am healed. Namaste. Beautiful. So, you know, as a child, and I think almost all of us as, as children, when we first hear about God, one of the first things we'll always ask is, who created God? Do you, do you have any, you know, where did God come from? Why, why is there a God? Why does any of this exist? Are you able to hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Is there an answer? Why don't you answer that? I have no freaking idea. I can't explain any of this. I have no clue. I don't know. I don't even know if what I'm experiencing is real. Oh, it's so or, sad. or if I'm just stuck in some kind of dream of a of a creature that doesn't even exist, or within some larger entity's cells that are creating some type of consciousness. I have no idea what this is. I know who created God. The most miraculous energy created the energy of God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit created the energy of everything. And the Holy Spirit is so miraculous. When I rub my hands together and I touch um, the darkest evil energy of cancer and lumps and tumors, and it dissolves off of people, that is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, God is a word. The Holy Spirit is a word. These are just words. The energy is miraculous. And that's a word. You can't explain this energy. Everything is, all these things are words. But you know the difference when you're around energy. You know the difference when you're around the energy of God, Holy Spirit, and you know the difference when you're around evil and dark energy. I know I know the difference because I was raised around dark, evil energy, mm -hmm. and I was raised around Holy Spirit, God energy. And I also work with Holy Spirit, God energy, and I also deal with dark, evil energy. And I know the difference between all of the energies. And I know you're looking at one girl that works with the Holy Spirit. And I know the difference between all the energies. And I have seen and witnessed the energy go out of people's bodies like that. And I know the Holy Spirit. And this world was created by the Holy Spirit. 
But the dark energy wants to come in and take it out. <laughs> Did the Holy Spirit also create the dark energy? No. Where did the dark energy come from? You can answer that yourself because you darn well know where it came from. Ego. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, An ego is it's very sad. Ego will ruin it. Eagle will ruin the best of relationships and destroy, uh, just destroy, 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 drugs, everything. Take people mm. out, take, take everything out, take the world out. Probably cause the pandemic. Um, Wow. So, so our own egos created this. Um, but when we go to the fifth dimension, it, will, will that ego be gone? But I wanted to say something too. Oh, the Holy Spirit is also trying to say to people that when we learn to tap into it again, this is not, this is not about Kimberly Meredith by any means. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just a voice talking about something that's been talked about so many times over again, the Holy Spirit and the energy of God is an, as a tool to be used to activate your body, to heal yourself. So you don't have to take so many drugs. You don't have to take so much uh, medicine anymore that you could start working on your body to heal yourself, heal yourself again. I'm not saying, you know, out there for people, don't take your um, medicine, you know, or, you know, things like that. Because you do need to take your vitamins. You, need to, you do need to drink good water. You do need to do all these things, you know, that I talk about in the book. And you do need to get into the fifth dimension. But I am also trying to remind people out there that you've got two hands to put together and pray with. And you've got this energy to work with to help you heal your body naturally and organically. If we have this ability to do that with our own two hands, does that mean that physical immortality is possible? Um, I don't know if you want to live forever. I mean, I know that that's not up to us. That's up to God. But I know that people are living longer and longer and longer. And you could, and you could look a lot, people do look a lot younger and they're old. Uh, you know, we don't know how old people are anymore because they are taking care of themselves more and they do. I mean, look at some yogis. They're almost 130 years old and they look like they're like 40. So then, rather than immortality, do you think we could reach a point where we could choose when to leave the physical form? Well, the Virgin Mary, we don't know what happened to her. True. <laughs> True. Um, so when we talked about Jesus, I might as well just ask like, another obvious question. Since we're talking about Virgin Mary and stuff, do you think Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene? I often do think that. <laughs> and do you think they had children? Do you think that we're living among Jesus's family? Like kind of like in the Da Vinci Code? Do you think they're here? And if they are here, are they extended masters? Do they have some kind of special DNA? I don't know that they're not letting me answer that. They're, my eyes blink yes or no's. And they're saying they're not letting me answer that question. They're saying no, no, no. But, but they are saying to me the possibility of him with Mary Magdalene. Yes. 
Do you ever wonder why they don't want us to know certain things? <laughs> uh, yes, I do do go over many Bibles and Torahs, and I do know things that are right and wrong that are uh correct and they're not correct that are written but most of the things that that are written by jesus in the bibles are correct hmm. when, uh, when, just, when jesus said the kingdom of god is within us what did he mean um the kingdom of god is within us um they're referring into us knowing something within 10 years meaning that is where we're going to be back to the beginning of time where we fell from meaning that meaning to me it means that we are, we are, it's not that we are God, because we're not. We, we're not God. We're children of God. The energy of the Holy Spirit, God, is the boss. And we have to take direction. When we listen, like I do, then we, we are following the direction, if that makes sense. It makes sense. However, sometimes this is where I do run into certain conflicts. I feel like I have to be an obedient slave to my creator. And if I have to be an obedient slave to my creator, is that truly unconditional love? No, it's not being a slave. It's being grateful. It's being honorable. And, and, and it's not being like that. So when I work, so like I know I work for God. Like that's how I live. I know I work for God. Because I died. I came back. I'm grateful. So like I live every day. I'm grateful for God that he brought me back here. And that. I know when I lost my life and I came back and I got my gifts, I hear him. I feel, I, not him, the energy, him, her. I feel it so much. It's like, hello? And then they blink back. Hello, like that. You know, I feel it so much heavy. It's so heavy that I cannot get away. It's so much with me. So, like, I know what that statement you just said feels like because it's so around. So, the energy, to me, that's how I could write the book, is so apparent because the 3D world is so ugly and dense and awful that I know we're moving into this energy. And that's why that statement is so true. It's like looking at the energy that's helping us here, they, that wants us to look to the energy more for help is not a burden. It's an energy of love and wants us to love the energy more and look to the energy more as a friend hmm. and be, and be, and be, um, as a friend and helpful and loving and kind and here and, and knowing that the energy is here for you. Well, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit loves you. It's the highest spirit of graciousness and love and kindness. And the angels are messengers to the Holy Spirit. So the people that are suffering in poverty and sickness and under religious oppression, is it their choice to be that way? think so you know i i was raised in sort of a family like that and i feel like it's free will also and i feel that um you know i came from an extremely tumultuous childhood and i work with tons of clients that have horrible 
things happening, I, I don't feel that people choose to have that happen. I hope not. I don't know. I don't understand that. I can't. Still haven't made yeah, sense. There's all kinds of different things happening in the world. Yeah. yeah. You know, I deal with people with dying with cancers and all kinds of stuff happening in life. So before we wrap this up, I want to thank you very much for your time yeah. and for coming on and sharing all this with me and my listeners. And um, where is the best place for my listeners to find you and to get your book. I'm really, really honored to be on your show today. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome back my book. Is, thank you. My book is at on my website. My website is thehealingtrilogy.com. And um, I also do uh, sessions for people. If you need me, I'm here for you. I do medical mediumship readings. I have an office in Encino, California, and I'm also online. And you can reach me at the same place, thehealingtrilogy.com. Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to your website. It goes to my uh, notes of my ep of this episode, uh, so my listeners can find you, get your book, and contact you if they need your services. Thank you. And I also want to mention to everybody out there, if you don't have funds, I do a nonprofit organized event every month called the Mother Mary, <laughs> the Mother Mary Healing Group. And we're having one uh, this weekend, our Easter class, which is this Saturday at 2 p.m. And it is free nonprofit organized uh, Easter event at 2 p.m. Perfect timing. <laughs> 2 p.m. Pacific time. Great. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on. It was a pleasure having you. And um, hang on for one second. I'm just going to play the outro. Thank you.